Welcome to the Journey Church Podcast, where as a church, we believe that Jesus should be accessible to anyone. So if you're at home, work, or somewhere in between, you can have access to the weekend worship experience. We'd love for you to stay connected with us by visiting us at journeyorl.com or any social media platform using at journeyorl. Thanks for being with us, and we really hope you enjoy this message. God's word, and I'm pumped. I feel like I got a message from God for Journey Church today, and I've heard something about the church. Not only does the church love God's word, which they do. Can I hear a witness from somebody? They love God's word. They they love God's word. They apply God's word, and I'm just a firm believer that this service, they're going to shout me down more than any other service out there, because I heard that this service is the wildest of all the services. You're, yeah, 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 you're with me today. We're going to turn in the Bible to the book of Exodus. It goes Genesis right into Exodus. Exodus, we're going to be in chapter 13. Let me give you a little background. The children of Israel, God's people, had been in slavery for 400 years, oppressed for 400 years in Egypt. And as they were in slavery for 400 years... They cry out to God, and God raises up a deliverer. So help me out. What was the name of the deliverer? His name was? Uh, very good. Way more spiritual than the other services. Some of those services didn't know. We had an issue with that. But his name was Moses. Moses is the great deliverer. He walks in to Pharaoh and says, Pharaoh, you need to let God's people go. And Pharaoh responds with a resounding... No, there's no way I'm doing that. So what happens is is some plagues start happening. Nine of them in a row, and they get worse and worse and worse. And after the ninth one, his heart is still hardened. And then the tenth one comes, and it's the worst there. It's a plague of death. And as the plague of death comes, children are are dying. Pharaoh finally gets over and says, the people can go. And now Moses takes about a million people out of Egypt into this journey to the promised land that God has for them. But what's interesting in our passage is that the journey is not the way we'd expect the journey to go. I want to show it to you in the book of Exodus, chapter 13, and we're going to start in verse 17. It says it like this. It says, when Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country, though it was shorter. Can you say shorter? Shorter. For God said, if they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led the people around by the desert road towards the Red Sea, and the Israelites went up out of Egypt ready for battle. All right, let's pause there for just a second, because here was the revelation given to me, and it changed my life, and it really has helped me understand about God. Look at it one more time in verse 17. When Pharaoh let the people go, God didn't lead them to the road through the Philistine country, though it was shorter. In other words, there was a short path, a quick path that would have gotten them to the promised land, but God didn't take them on that path. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. If you're not taking notes, write it down because note takers are world changers. You're four times more likely to remember it if you write it down. Here's the title of today's message that God takes you on the longer way the longer way. I'm going to help some people understand that the journey you're on is not by accident. It's not even because of some failure in your life. It's that we serve a God who doesn't take us the quickest route. He takes us the longer way. The problem with that 
is that I'm pretty impatient. Do I have any impatient people in the room? Like you, you want it quick, you want it fast, you want it right now, yeah, you're my people. Like I have this, this, this game I play and I feel like I'm good at it. And the game is this, if the GPS says it'll take 30 minutes, I can do it in 28 to God be the glory. Come on, you're my people here today. I, I just like things fast, I like it quick. A couple weeks ago, maybe it was a month or so ago, I was on a trip with my wife and I with our kids and we were, we were going to meet her family at a, at a beach house in, in New Smyrna Beach, the Daytona Beach area. So we're leaving Tampa and, and you have to understand this is a journey I've taken before. It's, it's not complicated. It's Tampa to Daytona Beach. It's I-4. It's one road. And I know it takes about two hours for me to get there, two and a half hours. So I go to get on the road and as I get on the road, I pull up Google Maps because I've learned something in life that Google knows everything. It knows everything. So I pull up on Google Maps just to make sure that I know how to get there. And as I pull it up, it says that my two and a half hour long journey is going to take me four hours. Four hours. I'm frustrated. At the time, I look at my phone and I go, Google's wrong. I know better. I've driven this before. They must be mistaken. But then I've understood something about Google, that Google knows all things. And as I've researched it, you can kind of scroll through the directions. And if you go on the path, I realize that in between Tampa and New Smyrna Beach and the Daytona Beach area, there's this area called Kissimmee. <laughs> now, you know what I'm talking about because everybody in America that visits Kissimmee does not know how to drive. We get all the bad drivers in America there, and we know I-4, we can drive on I-4, but people in Kissimmee do not know I-4. And what had happened on that particular day is that there was a person who got in a tragic car accident and it shuts down I-4. So if I would have gone with my gut, with my history, with the quickest way, I actually would have gotten stuck in something I never knew I would have gotten stuck in. So Google had me going around Lakeland, around the Orlando area, all these back roads. It looked like a detour, but the detour was the only way to get to my destination. And there's a lot of people in here today, and you feel like you're on the detour, and I've come to encourage somebody today that God's got the detour in your life because it's going to lead you to the destiny if you'll submit to Him today. So you have to understand this is our story of the children of Israel. Let me show it to you on a map so it'll help you give a visual. So the children of Israel, they leave Egypt, which is up there on the top left, and this is where they believe they were at, and their journey would have been about a 200-mile route along the Mediterranean Sea. But as they go to leave, Moses says, we're not going that way. We're going to take a journey south to the Red Sea. You see the yellow is the journey that God had mapped out for them. The way of the wilderness, different than the way of the Philistines. Now, if it's between me, if it's my decision and I have to choose quick, beautiful, oceanside, flat journey, that's what I'm taking. But God says, no, you're going away from what's beautiful, away from what's easy, away from what's quick, away from what's flat, you see all those mountains down there, that's where I'm going to send you. It's going to be longer, but I want you to know this, it's going to be better for you. So why would God do this? 
This journey, the yellow journey, should have been about 600 miles on the longer route, about three times the journey. A 10-day to 15-day journey should have been about a 30 to 40-day journey. So let's put this into perspective. God's perfect plan for them was to not take the 10-day plan, was to take the 40-day plan. Now, you look at this map, and if you know anything about church history, you know it didn't take them 40 days, it took them 40 Oh, you're with me today. It took them 40 years. Now, why would it take 40 years? Because you see the yellow? Do you see where it kind of gets that squiggly line there? <laughs> That's where some of y'all are at right now. Because <laughs> God's taking you on a longer path, which has been good for you, but then you haven't learned what you need to learn in that longer path, so you're stuck. And it's not because God's not good, it's just because you're kind of stubborn. So what I need to do today is I need you to open up your, your, your mind and get your heart ready to say, God, what are you trying to l l teach me here in this moment that I haven't learned in this last 40 days that I'm supposed to be learning so that I can walk into the destiny that you have for my life? But, but, but God's way is a longer way. Let me give you a little perspective of this so you can understand. So let's say this is destination, all right? This is where you want to get. This is the promise line. This is, this is whatever that dream is that God's put in your heart. That, that ministry he wants you to start. That business he wants you to run. That school he wants you to, to get a part of. That, that relationship. The, that dream of having children. Whatever that dream is that God's given you and promised you. That's the destination. And you're here. And we all kind of start somewhere. And you have a moment where you started, where you surrendered your life to Christ, and you're going, God, I give you everything. Now I'm ready to get from here to there. And Pastor JJ's preached on it. Man, I know what there is. There's abundance. There's life and life to the full. I know what there is. And I'm here. So I'm going to get from here to there. And here's the problem, is we think we could just go, got it. Because for some reason, we saw somebody else get there so quick. But here's the problem. The Bible says it like this. There's a way that appears to be right. It appears to be right. It appears to be fast. It appears to be direct. But in the end, help me out, it leads to what? It leads to death. That's what the Israelites were experiencing. There was a fast way, a Mediterranean way. Can you imagine as Moses leads, um, he's leading the people, there's some Enneagram three that's in the team. And they're stepping up, they're going, uh, Moses, um, Moses, you're going south. And uh, we need to go this way towards the Mediterranean. Actually, I went on a local Mediterranean cruise. Oh, they didn't have this. I went on a local Mediterranean camel exp ex uh, exploration and we went along the Mediterranean. It was beautiful. It's faster, it's quicker. I know how to get there quick. And Moses says, we're not trying to get there quick, we're trying to get there right. Because there's a way that appears to be right, but God's got a purpose. And, uh, and so here's what happens. This is what's very frustrating. And if you haven't felt this frustration, it's just because you haven't followed God for long enough yet. Here's the frustration. God doesn't move you from here to there. He moves you from here to here. And you're here and you're going, why in the world am I here and I'm not there? And I, I get frustrated and I get angry, and I get, I get annoyed. And what makes it so much worse, all oh, this makes it so much worse, is instead of going to God, we're on our phones and we're scrolling, 
And we're not satisfied here. We're not content here because we're looking at a bunch of people who are all over there. And we're looking at them and they're going, but they're 22, married with four kids already. And they had the perfect house and they're going to retire by the time they're 30. And I just don't know, everything looks perfect for them. They got there so fast. But let me help somebody here today. But just because they got there fast, they, they, they might have got there. First of all, you don't know their journey. Second of all, don't try to get there fast. Because what I've realized is you might get here without the goods you need in here to sustain you here. So until you say, God, I'm okay with the process of you moving me from here to here, understanding that we serve a God who's more interested in doing things in us than he is doing stuff through us, that there's a reason he's got us here. So sometimes when I'm in that waiting season and that difficult season, I gotta get off social media sometimes because I feel like I'm going sideways and everybody else is just, man, they're just it's so easy for them. I, I wrote it down this way. Comparison is the thief of joy. And a lot of you guys, you'll never be satisfied with the journey God's got you in because you're trying to run everybody else's race looking at the life that they're in. Let me tell you, you're not called to run their race. You're called to obey the pace and the direction that God has for your life. And it might be different, but that's why we trust him in this season. So here, let me help you. If you feel like you're here and God's promised you to be here, there, Here's what you do. There's one word of faith that I've added to my vocabulary that'll help you. And, and if you're writing it down, here's the word of faith, because I, I want you to speak this over your situation right now. And here's the word of faith that I've added that helps me during this season, and it's this word, simply this, yet. You hear it? All right, you're writing it down? Now, now we're gonna say it out loud together, ready? One, two, three. Yeah, okay, a little bit louder, a little bit more passion. One, two, three. Yeah, okay, so if God's promised you this, he's given you the dream of this, and you're here, here's what you do. You go, I have not experienced it. Oh, I like that right now. Do you see how it changes the perspective? Do you see how it brings a breakthrough in your life? Because you understand, I'm not going to settle in the wilderness, even though the wilderness is God's plan for a little bit of time. I'm going to sit in this wilderness, and I'm going to understand that while I'm in the wilderness, I'm not going to settle here because God is faithful to his word, and if I haven't experienced it, it's because I haven't experienced it yet. Do you hear that? So, so my marriage isn't healthy. Yes. Do you see how it changes the way you look at it? It, it changes. It, it, it's simply, I have not walked into my purpose. Yes. Oh, do you see that? So I, I'm not there. I'm not, it's not yet. I haven't got there. I haven't experienced that miracle. Yes. Raise your faith right now. Yes. My kids have not come back to Christ. Oh, you speak it over them. They're not going to stay gone for long. I'm telling you, you keep speaking over it. It's not happened yet. So I'm, I'm at this place, and, and I'm in this job, and I feel like it's a dead end. And I realize I have not experienced my dream job. Yeah. Now, if you're on staff at Journey, you have. Some of y'all declared that way too hard, way too loud. 
you have to live with this idea that if God has said it, he is faithful to his word. And I'm a firm believer that he who began a good work in me will be faithful to complete it. And I'm telling you, it might not have happened. It might have been a year or 10 years, but let me tell you, he will make it happen in your life because he is a faithful God. Can we give him some praise today, church? He's good. So what do we do when we're here? This is what this whole message is about. When God's taking you the longer way, what do you do here? Well, the Bible says it this way. Here's what we should do. We should trust in the Lord and do good. And here's what he'll do. You dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. In other words, you in this season, when you're frustrated and it hasn't happened yet, then you do this, you trust God and you do good. Cheer me out, trusting God also means trusting God's timing. It's like, God, I give you everything except for your timeline. No, you give me your timeline too. So I trust God and I do good. You know what that means? It's I trust God and I get busy where I'm at. So I'm not gonna wait for that next season. I'm not gonna wait for that next opportunity. I'm not gonna wait for, for that big thing down the road. I'm gonna say, God, wherever you got me at right now, I'm gonna be faithful in this season. I'm gonna serve on the dream team. I'm gonna lead a small group. I'm gonna show up to annual serve day. I'm gonna be faithful with my giving. I can't write a million dollar check, but I can write a hundred dollar one right now because I'm gonna be faithful where God's put me right now and watch how he'll bring you into your promised land. So let me encourage someone here today. A waiting season is not a wasted season with God. Someone needed to hear that word today because you feel frustrated because it's taken longer than you want it to take. But I'm telling you there's a purpose and there's a plan behind it. We serve the God of the longer way, the longer way. So why? Why does he take us the longer way? This is gonna help somebody in their faith today to know why he takes us on the longer way. I wrote it down as three things, and I want you to get them into your notes. The first one is this, is that God brings us the longer way to protect us, to protect us. Remember, they're in Egypt, there's a direct path to the promised land, but along this direct, beautiful path were these people called the Philistines. Who were the Philistines? They were a warlike people. They were, they were barbaric in nature. They were attacking all kinds of different tribes and all kinds of groups. They were known for warfare. And so they're there ready to go if anybody comes into their land. Then you have the children of Israel. What are the children of Israel? People for 400 years who had been in slavery. You know what they didn't have? They didn't have a government. They didn't have any kind of structure. They didn't have any weapons. They just grabbed what they had, left Egypt. They go there. They're not prepared for a fight. So what happens is if they would have gotten their way, they would have gone quick and they would have gone quickly into their death. But God is good. And because God is good, he does not give you everything you want at the moment. And now this is something you have to learn and it takes a little maturity in your faith to know that if God has not given it to you, then that means he's protecting you from something you don't know about. 
It's protecting you from something you don't know about. There's something that's happening that might happen down the road that he's protecting you from. I, I had this moment a few weeks ago where the, we celebrated our 20-year um, high school reunion. All right, 20 years. I can't believe it's been 20 years. And so I didn't go because that's weird. I just feel like it's weird. I'm like, why would you go? You haven't talked to these people in 20 years. I'm not going to small talk with some people that, uh, you know, how's life for you? So I didn't go, but I went online and looked at Facebook and saw the pictures of the people there. And it was interesting seeing some of the people there. And I saw some of the girls there that, you know, in high school, I was like kind of into and they were into me and, you know, I was, I was all excited. And I remember the moments of disappointment in high school. The, the no's when they were asked out, the, the, the rejection that happened. And I remember experiencing that, and it was tough back then. And then I had this moment. Now, listen, I'm human, so I had this moment, all right? I'm a pastor, but I'm human. And I had this moment where I looked at the people in this picture, and then I looked at my beautiful wife, and then I looked at some of those girls, and then I looked at my beautiful wife, and I said, God, you were protecting me the entire time. You've been good to me the entire time. I'm telling you, I look at the faithfulness of God and I go, oh, thank God he said no. Thank God he closed that door. Thank God she rejected me. One of the greatest things you're gonna learn in life is to give God praise for when the door shuts, when you don't get the promotion, when you don't get the breakthrough. You know why? Because God's protecting you. Can we take a second and can we give God a little bit of praise for the times he came through and he closed that door. He ended that relationship. He was protecting you. That guy would have been crazy. You're mourning something that would have killed you. So embrace the God that's sovereign, that's good, and if he hasn't given it to you, then he's protecting you in this season. Let me say it this way. The shortest route isn't the safest route. So, so you want this quick way to get there. It's not always safest. Take the longer route. It doesn't make sense, but it's, it's what God wants to do through your life. I was grilling out at my house and kids are playing in the pool. We're all hanging out. And, and so I got this, uh, the, I turned the grill on and, and my daughter, Elise, she's my fourth child. She came up to me and she's just, she's like, daddy, is the food ready? I said, baby, I just turned on the grill. Chill, go play in the pool. And uh, it's a couple minutes later, she rocks into me, Daddy, is it ready now? And I said, baby, I just put the meat on the grill. Like, just put it on the grill. Like, it's not gonna be ready. She's like, Daddy, it's taking so long. It's taking forever. Doesn't that feel like you and God sometimes? God, it's taking so long. When are you gonna give it to me? And I finally had this moment, because I'm a human, and I looked at her, and I looked at this raw meat on the grill, and I go, you know what? I'll teach her a lesson. Let me just take some of this raw meat and just give it to her like a dog. Just go gnaw on that for a little bit. Teach you to ask me over and over and over again for something like this. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that. I'd probably go to jail, but other than that, I'm not gonna do it, why? Because I'm a good father. I'm a good father. Even though she's begging me for it, I'm not gonna give it to her because I know it'll kill her. Let me just say it this way, because God is a good father. He's way more interested in your safety than your satisfaction. So stop being frustrated with him. Submit your life to his plan and say, God, if you've not given it to me, you're protecting me from something I don't know about yet. So here's my prayer over you. It's the prayer that Paul prayed 
over his people. And he says it this way, but the Lord is faithful. Someone needs to hear that today. You're in a season where you, you want to get there and you're here and you don't know why. God's faithful to you. He's faithful and he will strengthen you. We're going to do this at the end of the service. We're going to pray for a supernatural strengthening along the long way, along the difficult way. And he will protect you from the evil one. You have a real devil who's got a target on your life. And it's not because of the failures of your past. It's because of the potential of your future that he's got a target on your life. And he's trying to kill you. Let God protect you in this season. And look what he says, so we have confidence in the Lord. Get some confidence in the Lord. Some of y'all, every time you get around your family, they're like, Where, why aren't you married yet? Why don't why you found someone yet? Get, get your shoulders back, get some confidence. It hasn't happened to me yet, you know why? Because God's protecting me from the crazy people in the world. Yeah, there's some weirdos out there. God, God's protecting me. Well, why I mean you got promoted yet? I don't know. I don't know. But maybe it's because God's protecting me because if I get promoted, I'm going to stay with this company and God's got something better outside for me. Well, well, why, why hasn't it succeeded yet? I don't know. But I'm just believing that God's protecting me in this. And when I look back on my life, I can see the supernatural hand of protection over my life. I have confidence if you've not given it to me yet, he's protecting my life. He says it like this. He will continue to do the things we command. May the Lord direct your hearts into God's love and Christ's perseverance. You know what that means? I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. Even though it's tough, I'm going to keep striving. I'm going to keep working at it. I'm going to keep doing it. You know why? Because he started it. He'll be faithful to complete it. Can I hear an amen today, church? Here's the second one. God brings us a longer way, not only to simply protect us, but also to prepare us. There's a journey that God has you on, and this journey is long because God has something deep he wants to do in you before he gets you there. Because what, let me tell you, you can start this thing and you can get there, but you can't sustain it without the things that God wants to do in your heart. So my prayer is, while I'm in this waiting season, God, would you prepare me to not only get me to my promised land, but sustain me in my promised land? Because a lot of you have the charisma to get you there, but you don't have the character to keep you there. So what happens to the children of Israel is they go the longer way, and in the longer way, they go 40 years in the wilderness. What are they doing? They're creating a, a, a government. They're creating leadership. They're creating a military. Then the Bible tells us that they get into the promised land. A guy named Joshua takes over. And 70 years after they get to the promised land, they encounter these people called the Philistines for the very first time. So hear me out. They start out of Egypt, and it's 110 years before they get to the promised land. Man, we're really going with it. <laughs> They're like, this is the moment in the service. We're just going to celebrate it. All right, good, sweet. I'm used to this. We're all good. It's all good. So they get from here. That's awesome. They get from here, and they have this 110-year journey. Why would God take them for 110 years? Because they weren't ready when they started. I want everybody's attention for just a second. You're not ready for what God has for you next. If you were ready, you would be there. But the reason God doesn't have you there is because there's still something deep he wants to do in your heart. So if you're still praying for it and you're still believing for it, then don't just pray for it, prepare for it. Abraham Lincoln says it this way, I will prepare and someday my chance will come. So if you don't ever get that opportunity, you just prepare for it behind the scenes and watch how God will embrace your preparation and do something in you in the wilderness that only he can do, but it'll help sustain you in the promised land. So you're frustrated. Don't get frustrated. Don't pout. Prepare. Yes. Amen. 
I love this because my wife is the best example of this. Uh, we've been married now 12 years, but we've actually been uh, friends for about 20 years. So we met our first year in college and so we had like the perfect Christian Bible college story. We both, you know, are called. We both go to the college trying to meet each other. And, and so we meet and, and we're part of the great a group of friends. We have a great personality. We, we like each other. And, and then we started dating our, my senior year, her junior year. And so I, we date my last, our last year. And then I go on the mission field full time when I graduate. So I'm gone, I'm overseas, so we're long distance in this. Come back for Christmas um, after being gone for a long time, and she thinks, man, we're getting ready, he's gonna pop the question any minute. Now I'm 22 years old, we're ready to get married, and I come back and we break up, and in the relationship. And it's devastating. It's, I, was, I, was a, I was a crazy guy. And, and so this came out of left field and didn't expect it. So you gotta think all of her hopes, all of her, her plans, everything was, we're gonna get married, we're gonna have a family, we're gonna be a ministry, the whole deal. Uh, we're both called to do missions work like that. She was, uh, it was all in her mind, this perfect path, and the perfect path gets all messed up. So instead of taking the route, which every, you know, 20 something year old girl would do when they get their heart broken of just sitting there and sulking, she just says, I'm not gonna sulk. I'm gonna use this time to sow into what God wants to do in my life. So she takes this season, I think it's so impressive. She actually goes over overseas and does some work in some other Teresa homes. She ends up going back and getting her nursing degree that God's still using now to make a difference around the world. She ended up getting this thing. And when she graduated from nursing school, God then speaks to me. We're, we haven't talked. We haven't, we're not even friends for four years, totally separated. And God speaks to me, no clue what's going on in her life. And God speaks to me and said, hey, you're supposed to marry Katie. I'm going, well, all right. So I drive down to Lakeland. I, we hang out for a day and I said, hey, I just want you to know, I know we haven't really talked and we're, uh, but I just want you to know God spoke to me and we're supposed to get married. <laughs> she says, that's not what God's told me. Let me just encourage some young men, don't do that. <laughs> and uh, I said, well, I just think it's because you're not praying as hard as I am. And <laughs> I'm joking. I said, you need, to, you need to pray. I said, I'm gonna ask you to pray. Take a month and pray about it. And then let's talk. And so she takes a month, she fasts, she prays. God speaks to her. Um, we, we hang out a month later and we start dating. And a month after that, we get engaged and get married a few months after that. 12 years later, five years, five kids later, we're doing pretty good. And she's living her best life now. <laughs> Why didn't it happen when we were 22? Because God promised it, but there was a journey that was longer that was actually, we would never be able to do what we're doing right now if it wasn't for that season of waiting, of preparing, of planning, of letting God orchestrate our steps, of letting God develop us individually before he developed us together. Do you see, God's got you in this season and he's got you in it on purpose. So embrace the preparation season in your life. So here's a question I like to ask myself. It's like when I'm in this season of preparation, here's the question, is what is God trying to do in me during this season of preparation? What is it? What is he trying to do in me? What is that work he's trying to do? What is he trying to teach me? What is he trying to grow in me? How is he trying to develop me? Because God's not trying to punish you in the wilderness. 
He's trying to prepare you in the wilderness for the greatness that he has for you in the promised land. Can we give him a little bit of praise today, church? That's the God we serve. If you ever look at anybody and you go, they're an overnight success, you don't know the whole story. There's no overnight success. There's overnight fame. I mean, TikTok can give you that, all that kind of stuff. That's the best I got on TikTok. And you're like a firework and you shoot up and you dwindle down. But true legacy, true success, your kids are following the Lord, the business is honoring God, the church is, is creating disciples. True success is never an overnight thing. It is daily discipline for years of preparation. People look at Pastor JJ and Liz and they look at him and go, it's so easy for y'all. Church, they sneeze and the church continues to grow. Like I, I just, no, the fact is I've been with them. There's been years of behind the scenes preparation that nobody saw, prayers that nobody saw, development that nobody saw, and you're seeing the fruit of it right now. It's the same with your life. You embrace preparation and say, God, if you've got me in the wilderness, I'm going to prepare, and one day when I get to the promised land, I'm going to look back and see your hand was involved in it all. We'll close with this one. Why does God bring us the longer way? He's protecting us. He's preparing us. And the third one, write it down your notes this way, is that God brings us a longer way because he's supernaturally providing for us. He wants to supernaturally provide for you. He wants you to see miracles in your life. But far, far too many of us are way too safe to experience the supernatural in our life. You live in such this place that you don't even need to trust God. And they get to the wilderness, and when they're in the wilderness, all they could do is trust God. And if you follow God for any amount of time, you know there are seasons where it is difficult and all you can do is wake up and go, God, if you don't come through for this, it's not gonna work. I don't know why we're in the promised land, but this is not good right now. It's in those moments you see the supernatural provision of God. You see the miracle after miracle of God in your life. One of the best things you could do in a waiting season is to get a journal and start journaling the miracles that God's doing in your life right now. Because one day you're gonna get to that promised land and it's gonna feel a whole lot easier. And you're gonna look back and you're gonna go, wow, didn't God do some miracles in that wilderness? Some of the greatest miracles in the Bible were not shown in the promised land. They were displayed in the wilderness, in the waiting season, in the longer way. Moses is, is take, heading out and he's got all the people and they're heading south and they encounter the Red Sea and he's at the Red Sea and what does he do? He trusts God. God, you have to do something. There's a point in the longer way where you just have to trust God. Go, God, you gotta come through for me. And the sea splits in two. They would have never saw that miracle if they would have gone the shortcut. But he went the longer way. There was times where people were hungry and they needed, they needed food. They're in the desert, they don't have anything. They pray to God, God supply. And they wake up the next day and there's bread all over the floor. I'm just, just all over the grass. Oh, everywhere they can look, there's bread for them to eat. Isn't it interesting? Shows you a little bit about the character of our God, that God sent bread and not salad. Can I get an amen today, church? It just shows you, messes up your theology. He's the God of the carbs, isn't he, church? We're thankful for that. He supplied for them. They would have never seen that miracle if they would have gone the short way quick way. They, another time they were hungry, they got tired of the bread and they prayed, they said, God sent them some meat. 
and he, they wake up and there's, there's birds, two cubits high, which is about three feet high, just as far as the eye can see. Can you imagine, that's like a lot of birds. And you gotta think they can only eat so many. Can you imagine how mad PETA would be today if they just wake up like there's birds, dead birds everywhere. The church is eating all these birds. And uh, that's funny. Um, someone asked me one time, Aaron, why do you think God gave so many birds when they couldn't even eat them all? I say, because he wanted to show them his nature and his nature is that he will do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask and think and imagine. I don't know if you're in a wilderness today, but I know who will supply for you in that wilderness. It's in that wilderness that Moses receives the Ten Commandments. It's in that wilderness that they get a fire by night and a cloud by day. It's in that moment where they experience the supernatural from God. And I want to encourage somebody in here today, if you feel like you're in the longer way, get ready, get ready, get ready. You're about to see the supernatural hand of God bless your life like you've never experienced before. That's what happens on the longer way on the longer way. Can I give you one more thing? And I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Why don't you st stay standing? Why don't you stay standing? Wait, wait, wait. All across the room. Let me just give you one more thing I think was so crazy in this story. In this story, we see them as the, they go towards the longer way. Moses goes to leave. And the next verse, this is why you got to read your Bible slowly. And the next verse, it says this, it says, now Moses took the bones of Joseph. Y'all with me? Joseph. Y'all remember who Joseph was? Joseph's a great, 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 great grandfather. He was the original deliverer, the original deliverer who brought them out, remember, of their famine, brought them into Egypt. He saved the people of, of Israel for the very first time. He's the original deliverer. And Moses took the bones of Joseph with him. Can you imagine? He's going to leave. And as he's going to leave, he looks at some little kid. He's like, what's your name, kid? He's like, my name's Tim. All right, Tim, here's your job. Go into that tent. You're going to dig up these little bones, put them in a bag. That's great-great-great-grandfather Joseph. And bring him with me. This kid's like freaked out. And they got this bag. You got to think this has actually happened. There's a bag of old, brittle, 400-year-old bones in this thing. And Moses is carrying it into the longer way. And the Bible says it this way. He says, but God, he made the Israelites swear an oath. He said, God will surely come to your aid. And I want to declare it over somebody's life today. If he's brought you in the longer way, he will come to your aid. Your obstacle's not too big for our God. And he says, and then you must carry my bones up with you from this place. Why? Why? I think Moses was trying to teach us a principle here of what you do when you go through the longer way. Here's what you do. When you're in a difficult season, you look back and he probably goes, all right, we got a red sea in front of us. Tim, come over here. What do you got in that bag? This is great-great-grandfather Joseph. All right, let me look at those bones. All right. God was faithful to this guy, he'll be faithful to me. If he helped that guy become a deliverer, I'll be a deliverer. And he stretches out his hand. There's something about looking back at the faithfulness of God that prepares you to the future faithfulness that he's going to bring into your life. But isn't it interesting that Moses' strategy was to say, we're not going through the longer way 
without a deliverer coming with us. I've got good news for somebody at Journey Church today. You are gonna go through the longer way. It might be a difficult way, but you're not gonna do it alone. You don't need to carry some dead old person's bones with you along the journey. You've got the great deliverer, Jesus, our living Savior, and he has been with you. He says he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you, and he will go before you, and he will bring breakthrough in your life. Can we take a second? Can we give him a little bit of praise today? The fact that he's a God that's with us through the good times, through the bad times, through the hard times, through the waiting season. God, we submit ourselves. We say we'll go, but only if the deliverer goes with us. Thank you that you are with us and you are for us. In Jesus' name, we pray. Come on, let's take a second. Let's worship him right now. Come on. season because you've surrendered your life to the God of the longer way. But some of you guys, you need some encouragement. You need some strength. You need some, you, you need that spirit of God, that, that moment where you renew your strength to say, God, I'll do it. I just need some strength. I need some, some encouragement right now. I believe God's going to speak to you. I believe he'll meet you and he'll give you that perseverance to keep going. If that's you today, you go, Aaron, I'm struggling in the longer way. I'm struggling in this season, and I just need God's encouragement to keep going. Does you just throw a hand up to heaven right now? Come on, all over this place. That's most of you guys. Come on, that's awesome. Now do me a favor, as a sign of surrender, take that other hand and throw it up to heaven also. And just say, God, we surrender to you. We surrender to your timeline. We surrender to your plan. We surrender to your agenda. Lord, if you've got us on the longer way, the difficult way, we trust you that if you promised it, you will give it to us. We just haven't experienced it yet. Lord, we trust that you are protecting us. You are preparing for us, preparing us. And Lord, I believe right now, you will supernaturally provide for us. Come on, declare that over your life right now. Lord, I will expect to see the goodness of God. Lord, I expect to see miracles along this journey. I am submitted to your plan and your purpose in Jesus' name. We pray. One last group, one last group that's here today. And it's those who do not have a relationship with God. I want you to know God loves you. He has a plan for your life. But we all have sin. Sin separates us from God. It's not just you, it's all of us. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So what do you do about your sin? You don't just stay in Egypt. You don't just stay in slavery. You have to make a conscious decision. What are you gonna do about this sin? You can't work your way out of it. You can't pay your way out of it. 
You can only surrender your life out of it. So what do we do? The Savior came 2,000 years ago named Jesus. He's our great deliverer. And he came and lived a sinless life, died a horrific death for your sins and for mine. And today's a day where you now can respond to say, today's the day I'm gonna give my life to Jesus. The good news is that Jesus didn't stay in that grave. He rose again three days later, conquering death, hell, and the grave, showing you that with him, all things are possible and you can be victorious. If you are in this place today and you don't have a relationship with God, you can start it right now. A simple yet significant way to do that is on the count of three, I'm gonna say, if that's you, throw that hand up. It's not to embarrass you, it's not to call you out, we're not gonna make you come forward, but right there in your seat, you're gonna make a decision to say, today's my day, I'm surrendering my life to Jesus. I promise you this, it's the best decision you'll ever make with your life. Your journey out of Egypt into the promised land starts with this decision to surrender your life to Christ. Count of three, if that's you, you'd be unashamed and throw that hand up. One, two, three, throw that hand up right now. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Wow, so many people, thank you. Thank you, just wave it at me, put it right back down. Thank you, buddy, I see you. Thank you, thank you in the back. Why don't we all do this? Why don't we all pray this prayer out loud together? Ready? Say, dear Jesus. Come on, say it loud, journey. Dear Jesus, today I give you my life. I give you my sin. Forgive me. Forgive my past, my present, and my future. Thank you for dying for me. I make a decision to live for you for the rest of my life. Be my Lord and be my Savior. We hope you've enjoyed this message, and we would love to hear your story and how this ministry is changing your life. Please email us at amen at journeyorl.com. And if you would like to support financially, you can give online at journeyorl.com give. If you're in the area, join us on Sunday for the full experience. Have a blessed week.